Good evening. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, and this is the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Each week I'll be playing stripped-down, deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, highlighting different instruments and vocals in a way that will truly amaze you. Imagine sitting in the control room at EMI Studios and having the opportunity to peel away the layers of a song, discovering new elements that you never knew existed. This is the closest you can get to that experience. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'll make you maybe next time This week, we're going to start the show with three songs featured in the Beatles' debut film, Hard Day's Night. While the group did occasionally record at other studios in England, they only had one session at a studio in a foreign country. While in Paris, for a three-week residency at the Olympia Theatre, the group went into EMI Pathé Marconi Studios to record German versions of I Want to Hold Your Hand and She Loves You. After the two songs were quickly recorded, they had time to focus on the A-side of their next single, Can't Buy Me Love. Can't Buy Me Love was a first for a Beatles single, featuring only the vocals of Paul McCartney. But this wasn't always the case. Originally, the song featured backing vocals from Lennon and Harrison and was in a higher key. Take Two is a fan favorite, and we'll be highlighting the lead and backing vocals, as well as George's original twangy lead guitar. The rhythm section will also be heard, but sparingly. The next song was seen in the film's closing concert scene, and Ringo was not the only famous drummer in the house. A 13-year-old Phil Collins was in the audience for what seems to be a raucous afternoon. For this mix, we'll be switching from rhythm section, minus Martin's overdub piano, to a cappella vocals, as well as showcasing Martin's piano for one chorus. After that, we'll be hearing a mix of Lennon's wonderful ballad, If I Fell, that focuses on the vocals, as well as a bit of George's 12-string Rickenbacker guitar. When the song was originally written, the melody actually had elements of both Lennon and McCartney's parts, but once it was decided that it would be a duet, the melody was refashioned with Lennon singing the lower part and McCartney the harmony above it. Three songs from a hard day's night.
you promised to be true and help me understand cause I've been in love before and I found that love was more than just holding hands if I give my heart to you I must be sure from the very start that you would love me more than her if I trust in you oh please don't run and hide if I love you too oh please don't hurt my pride like her cause I couldn't stand Sad if our new love was in vain So I hope you see That I would love to love you And that she will cry When she learns we are two Cause I couldn't stand the pain And I would be sad if our new love was in vain So I hope you see that I would love to love you She learns we are two If I fell in love with you Three songs from A Hard Day's Night. At the end of July 2014, a recording from one of the Beatles' performances in Stockholm, Sweden, suddenly materialized out of nowhere. The Beatles played four concerts at the venue, two on July 28, 1964, and to the day after. While we're not sure which performance this is, the concert was professionally recorded in stereo. However, over the years, one channel of the stereo image has been wiped, giving us a live multi-track meltdown. The result is that you could hear McCartney's vocal microphone clearly, but not Lennon's, and the bass drums and George's guitar are also to the fore. We'll be hearing a partial version of I Saw Her Standing There, as well as You Can't Do That, and She Loves You. It is truly fascinating to hear these songs minus Lennon's vocals, because not only can you focus on McCartney's high harmony part on She Loves You, you can clearly hear that Lennon was not the only one fooling around on the mic. So sit back and enjoy our first live multi-track meltdown. When I crossed that room and I held her hand in my
Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, hey, hey everybody. Hey. How are you doing? We'd like to carry on with a song. Yeah, we'd like to carry on with a song which was on the B-side of our record, Can't Buy Me Love, and the song is called You Can't Do That. Taxamooka. Yeah, 
something a bit different tonight. Rather than deconstruct a mix in order to highlight certain elements, we're going to follow a song that was not originally released through numerous takes. Paul McCartney's That Means a Lot. On February 20th, 1965, the Beatles entered EMI Studio 2 for what was to be their last session before leaving for the Bahamas to begin filming their second movie, Help. After four rehearsal takes, the tape was rewound and a proper take was recorded with drums, bass, John's Fender Strat, and George's Spanish acoustic guitar, all on track one. Track two added more bass, Ringo's echoed tom-tom, and extra Fender guitar from John on the intro. Tracks one and two were then bounced to track three, leaving space on track two for John and George's backing vocals, with Paul's lead vocal on track four. Finally, track one had an overdub of George Martin's classic heavy piano chords, more backing vocals from John and George, a second bridge vocal by Paul, as well as maracas played by Ringo over the outro. On March 30th, the group attempted a remake of the song, starting with Take 20, with a more straightforward rock groove and also in a higher key. While the original was in the key of E, this remake was in the key of G. After the first take to feature some bluesy answering guitar riffs from George, the group returns to the original key of E for a slower version with a drum groove that relies heavily on snare drum rolls and adds some chiming guitar harmony from John and George that is similar to the version recorded on February 20th. The next take brings back the straight rock groove and returns to the key of G, but this version keeps some of the chimey lead guitar riffs. The session then falls apart as the group plays the song with a half-hearted shuffle groove with John eventually pounding on the piano before abandoning it altogether. After we hear the numerous attempts of That Means A Lot, we'll hear a mix that I've put together that features different elements from the various takes. Enjoy the making of an unreleased Beatles song, That Means A Lot. means a lot. Take one. One, two, three. A friend says that your love won't mean a lot. But you know that your love is all you've got. At times things are so fine. And at times they're not But when she says she loves you That means a lot A friend says that a love is never true But you know that this can't apply to you A touch can mean so much when it's all you've got And when she says she loves you That means a lot Love can be deep inside Love can be suicide Can't you see you can't hide What you feel when it's real says that your love won't mean a lot But you know that your love is all you've got 
touch can mean so much when it's all you've got. But when she says she loves you, that means a lot. Can't you see? That means a lot. Remake. Take 20, we're calling it. Take 20. Go ahead, go ahead. What was the beat? Take 
go! Thanks, Norm.
the evolution of That Means a Lot. Next up, two songs from Rubber Soul. The first is one of two George Harrison songs on the British LP, The Biting Think for Yourself. Recorded on November 8, 1965, the song features a Hammond organ played by John, and in addition to bass, Paul overdubbed a fuzz bass, plugging his Rickenbacker into a distortion pedal called the Tone Bender. For this mix, we'll begin with the organ and fuzz bass before bringing in the double-tracked lead and backing vocals. John apparently had a hard time recording his vocal harmony, and it took a lot of work to perfect it. George Martin had left a second tape machine running while they worked on the harmonies, and along with a lot of goofing around, the three Beatles are captured working on the vocal parts until they have them down. After the break, we'll hear Lennon's masterpiece, In My Life. The idea for the song came to John after he was interviewed by journalist Kenneth Alsop following the release of his book In His Own Right. Alsop asked him why he didn't write songs the way he wrote poems and suggested that he write something about his childhood. Originally, the song was more like Penny Lane lyrically, naming specific places rather than the more abstract feel of the final version. McCartney stated in Barry Miles' biography many years from now that he played a large part in the composition of this song both musically and lyrically, making this one of the only Beatles songs that the partners disagree on regarding songwriting credit. Either way, it's a fabulous song, and for this mix, we'll begin with guitars and drums, adding the bass a bit later. We'll bring in the vocals after Martin's piano solo and finish with the whole group. After that, we'll hear the piano solo as played before the tape was sped up, giving it a harpsichord-like quality. This was a favorite production trick of Martin's, first used on a Beatles record back in 1963 on Misery. Thank you. 
vision for people and things that went before. I know I'll often stop and think about them. yourself and in my life. Next we're going to hear two 1967 compositions, one from Paul and one from George. Hello Goodbye was their second number one single in a row after Strawberry Fields Forever, backed with Penny Lane, failed to reach the top of the charts. We'll start with McCartney's piano and Starr's drums before adding the string section and later the vocals. We'll bring in Paul's bass and John's organ and drop the drums for the last verse. We'll bring the drums back and mute the vocals and guitar for the outro to highlight Lennon's piano playing at the end. All along, the strings will be front and center. Harrison's contribution to the Magical Mystery Tour film and soundtrack LP was the spooky-sounding Blue Jay Way. While in Los Angeles in August 1967, George and his wife Patty rented a house in the Hollywood Hills, and while waiting for a former Beatles press officer, Derek Taylor, to arrive, Harrison composed the song. George himself explained in 1968. Derek Taylor got held up. He rang to say he'd be late. I told him on the phone that the house was in Blue Jay Way, and he said he could find it okay. He could always ask a cop. So I waited and waited. I felt really knackered with the flight, but I didn't want to go to sleep until he came. There was a fog, and it got later and later. To keep myself awake just as a joke to pass the time while I waited, I wrote a song about waiting for him in Blue Jay Way. There was a little Hammond organ in the corner of this house, which I hadn't noticed until then. So I messed around on it, and the song came. For this mix, we'll be bringing instruments and vocals in and out. Ringo's drums are truly magnificent on the tune, as are the strange-sounding backing vocals, so look out. Hello, goodbye, and Blue Jay Way. One, two, three, four.
songs from 67, Hello Goodbye and Blue Jay Way. To close the show tonight, we're going to hear the A-side of the group's first single of 1968, Lady Madonna. Recorded on February 3rd and February 6th, the song was recorded in five takes before the Beatles left for India and would be the last release on the Parlophone label. All future singles and LPs would be released by the group's own Apple label. McCartney based his part for the song on Humphrey Littleton's 1956 trad jazz recording, Bad Penny Blues. He said of writing the song in a 1994 interview, Lady Madonna was me sitting down at the piano trying to write a bluesy boogie-woogie thing. It reminded me of Fats Domino for some reason, so I started singing a Fats Domino impression. Took my other voice to a very odd place. The tenor saxophone was played by British jazz musician and club owner Ronnie Scott. The mix used in the single had removed much of Scott's saxophone, which did not make the saxophonist happy, especially since it was hidden behind the imitation brass vocals by McCartney, Lennon, and Harrison. The mixes for the Beatles anthology and Love feature more of Scott's saxophone, and for this mix, will feature the horns as well. This is a true remix, so look out for instruments and vocals to appear, disappear, and reappear throughout. Lady Madonna.
Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, Volume 1, 1962-1963. And you've been listening to the Beatles Multitrack Meltdown on Beatlesarama.com. Tune in every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for more stripped-down, deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs. You can pick up a copy of my book at Amazon.com or on my website, TheBeatlesIWantToTellYou.com, and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next week, Beatle fans.